Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. Thank you. Good morning. I hope you all had a good morning. And um, yeah, I was asked to talk about um, how we represent Jesus um, to our children, actually. So it's not everybody's subject, but as Andrea said already, um, you can probably take something out of it. And um, I, just to let you know, I come from a family with uh, my parents were not Christians, so there's nothing there. I didn't get any input. And um, if, you, if only one parent is a Christian, of course, it's a bit more tricky and different. But if you know Tom and me, we are very passionate about our faith. And um, of course, we want our children to have the same passion and um, to find the truth, to have hope for the future, and even one day to share the gospel as well with other people. So that's our aim. And um, one thing which summons up very well um, is in Deuteronomy 6, 6, 7, and 9. You need 6 um, to understand it. But it says... Um, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your heart. Impress them on your children. And talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along, when you go to school or wherever, uh, on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So that summons it very well. And then uh, the other one is, no, not that one, uh, nine. Um, write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. And um, the first thing I, I want to say is how we represent Jesus is through his word, of course. And um, if you have been to our house, um, there are some Bible verses around, hanging around on our door frames, <laughs> on our fridges. And we have a poster, and even if you have been to our toilet, there's a little <laughs> calendar. So if you have a bit of time, there's always something to think about. So even, and I, <laughs> and I changed that from the toilet one. I changed that uh, from a grown-up reading to a, a Christian Snoopy cartoon, which is quite funny occasionally, I have to say. <laughs> so um, if you just can see the word of God. You know, you can impress it on your children. And of course, we read God's word. Um, we do read it um, before sleep, before they go to bed. Uh, it's like a daily devotion. We have a daily devotion for our children, made for children. And um, so we read God's word and we talk about it. And um, then we pray. And um, we try to do that actually as a family. So if you're all together, that's lovely. It doesn't happen every night, of course. But uh, we try to do it often. So it's uh, uh, things which often happen that we read it together. Sometimes just me and Josh. But here we are. Uh, if we are all together, we do it all together. And of course, we talk a lot, as it said here, um, on number seven. That's right. Um, do you know, when we sit at home, we, we talk, do you know, at dinner time, for example, we talk, uh, grandma likes politics. So we do talk about politics, we talk about society, we talk about anything. And then we talk about how 
God encounters all this. Because we do talk about uh, what's right and what's wrong. So they know what's right and what's wrong and what's, what you can do and how God encountered these things. So we talk about them. We talk about them when we, when we drive in the car. Anywhere. Anywhere where you are, you talk about it and just impresses on them all the time. And not all the time, but often. <laughs> Here we are. Um, and the other thing, of course, we pray together. So we pray before dinner. Lots of people might do that, but here we are. We pray before dinner, and then we talk about it. <laughs> no, no, we pray, and then we pray in the evening, but also we pray when we have a problem. Because, or when the boys have a problem, we say, let's pray about that, shall we? Or if they need healing, Luke just struggling with hay fever, Dana, we have to pray for that. So we pray. If there's anything we can't do, we just pray. Because that's what we do, do we? <laughs> so we pray, and they're quite used to it. So it's all good. And um, another thing how we represent Jesus to our children is um, the same as, you know, because I want to represent Jesus, um, having time for them, because God has time for us. So um, I try to spend quality time with them, and even have time. That's why I'm not working full-time. I'm first a mum. So I have time. I'm at home when they come back from school. I can listen to them. That's the next thing. I try to listen to my children, what they say. That's very important. And uh, what they need. So that's a good thing. Jesus is listening to us as well, so it's all the same. And, of course, I talk or try to ta talk um, positively to them, um, you know, encourage them and praise them and, you know, positive words about over your children so that they get that, that they're good boys and that they can change the world to the good and, you know, good things they need to know. <laughs> and um, another thing um, is, oh yeah, another thing which God does and we try to do as well as parents, is um, to provide for our children and to protect them. That's what you want to do as a mom. You provide for them all day long, food and food again and food again. And then, of course, you want to protect them. Do you know, like, nothing has to go on them. Um, and when they're small, it's, I think, actually might be easier, the providing bit. <laughs> you just give them food as well. But... Um, my children are now 11 and 13, though they're in between. They're not quite grown up yet. And um, so slowly I can't protect them anymore. You know, they have to go into the whole wide world. Um, so I have to pray to God that he protects them. And they need to know that um, God is with them. They need to know God protects them. They need to know God provides for them. So, you know, if they're in school, and um, Joshua struggles a little bit with English, so, and I'm not in school, am I? I can't look over his shoulder. And I said to him, you know, you, you pray and God, God's going to help you. <laughs> you know, he will provide. And then he has to know that. And um, another thing which is just for me important, it might be a small thing, might be a big thing uh, to protect, uh, is uh, if you see my children, they won't wear any clothes with skulls on. You know, that's... Um, if you want to buy clothes for boys, it can be very tricky. Um, you know, we want to represent life, 
not dirt. Do you know, we, it's important so they're not wearing these funny stuff. Um, do you know, little things, but they know it. Do you know, um, not that they want any skull stuff, but there are no things like this around. That's it. Uh, another thing which I think represents Jesus as well is cleaning and tidying up. Very important because Jesus, or God, is a God of order and not of chaos. So um, if you live in a tidy house or tidy room, you can relax and think about life. That's true. That's actually true. And um, one of the last things is, um, of course, we are, um, Tom and I, we are examples. That's what they see. Even if we don't talk, um, they see us how we live, how we treat each other, how we respect each other, how we share our life with others, how we give money, how we, um, what do I say, how, do you know, how we talk to each other. Anything we do, they see. And so that's quite exciting, isn't it? So all in all, that's right, is um, that our children actually have a lot of knowledge, you know, because uh, we just talk about it all day long. Um, but uh, now they are, my children are in that age where it has to go from their head to their heart. You know, they have to build their own faith. So it's, um, it's a privilege to um, guide them in this uh, time and to um, encourage them and to see them growing up, actually. That's right. One thing I want to say, for example, is um, God, of course, gives you sometimes words. And um, like I can see, or like if your parents, you can see, um, when your children are not in peace, when they're stressed, when they're um, nervous, when they're anxious, you know, suddenly something comes up and you think, and they can't cope. And you think, oh, what am I doing now? And um, God gave us a word for Luke, which is a very lovely word I do like. It's in John uh, 14, 27, um, which is a peace I leave with you. Oh, it's coming up. Peace, I, everybody knows. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. And um, that's uh, Luke's verse. Okay? And everything I can see when he's not in peace. Funny. You know, he's, he's, not, he's just not himself. And then we go, we pray, and then we go back to that verse. And this verse just takes you out of it. Do you know? Then I do not do not let your heart be troubling. Don't be afraid. God is in charge. Do you know? And it does and suddenly you can see him coming down. It's like, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? We as parents we do need Jesus to um, guide them. That's right, that's it. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Now, as I said before, we will have a bit of a response of this. So I've made some, uh, or we've made some cards, and it says on here, based on what you have just heard, what Monica just have said, how could you put this into practice in your own situation? So I'm going to hand out these cards, and you're going to write down, it says message, message one and message two. So everybody is going to take something from this time. Okay, so it will be um, handed out now. I've got some pens here. 
and just write down. Um, I, I don't have a lot of pens, so if you have a pen, it would be great if you can have uh, with your own pen. Thank you. And if you don't know, just ask you though, but this is your neighbor. This is kind of a and time to talk, interact, that's fine. And when you fill that in, just tell your neighbor. So you can just um, maybe agree together. And then after that, we're going to go into some more worship. From generation to generation, we proclaim, God, that you are God. That's what you've given us to proclaim to generation to generation that you are God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. From generation to generation. Wow. That's amazing. You can have a seat now. just have to for generation from generation doesn't matter how old how young from generation to generation we can proclaim the greatness or the praises of our God now we're gonna have our next speaker up and Karen Father, we thank you for Karen Father, we thank you for her heart we thank you for who she is Thank you for the right words for her, the right words in her that she will just express through what you've, which journey she has been taken on by you. Father, thank you that we can hear a bit of that journey. Thank you for her, who she is. Father, open our hearts and ears to hear what you have to say through this message. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Morning, everybody. Morning to my daughter, Jessica, who I was not expecting here today. <laughs> and her first time at this church, which is just lovely. And I'm going to be talking about her, so it's a bit weird as well. <laughs> uh, Douglas also wrote part of this for me. And I thought I was going to get an extra hour this morning, but didn't realize the clocks were turning back. <laughs> um, so we'll start off with Douglas's words were, Hi, everybody. As they would say, in group therapy, my name is Karen and I am a mum. <laughs> I didn't actually want to be a mum. I had an operation. They removed a 10-centimetre growth from my stomach. And they said I wouldn't be able to have children. So at the time, time point, they told me I couldn't have children. Of course, I wanted them then, suddenly. Um, so my boyfriend and I got married. He didn't really have any choice in the matter. And I had a baby. And, uh, and that was a miracle in itself. And that miracle was Jessica. Wow. <laughs> um, it was really scary, actually, the idea of being a mum, because I didn't actually have a good role model. I was uh, adopted at uh, the age of six days old. And my parents were lovely, but they weren't really good role models. Um, they weren't Christians, so I wasn't brought up in the same way that you were saying, weren't brought up with, with God in our lives the complete opposite. And, and life was actually quite, quite a mess. And what happened when I got pregnant with Jessica is this tiny little thing in my tummy completely turned my life upside down because for the first time I'd started to experience what love was. I hadn't reali realized what love was before uh, Jessica was in my tummy. So that was fantastic. At the same time, I had a nervous breakdown. So <laughs> not because of Jessica, 
but because really I started to question the whole point of life, what's it all about? And I was so scared about this little baby I loved so much, I just wanted to do well for her. And how could I do well for her when I did so badly for myself? How could I do that? So after seven months of being in hospital, I came out and then I went to local church in Siddlesham, very pretty church. There was nobody there and I called out to God for help. And seven months later, he sent Douglas along and uh, uh, it didn't seem like much help at the time. (laughs) Um, That was on the 27th of the 7th, 1997. This seems like a bit of a theme going on here, I realized as I started writing this. Um, And so I met Douglas and the next time, uh, sorry, the very next day I met my real mother for the first time. And then I realized that actually it was quite a blessing not to have been brought up with her. And then a month later, uh, on the 7th of October 1997, I met with Jesus. Um, And that day I was um, baptized on that very day. So I I met with Jesus a a few weeks before that, but but really got filled with the Holy Spirit um, when I was baptized. And that was was the point that my whole life turned around. So um, at that baptism... I was given a word of Proverbs 31, in particular verses 10 to 31. Uh, A wife of noble character who defined. And I thought it was a really weird word to give me because I was so the opposite of this person. I was really a wife of noble character. I couldn't have been further than the truth, so we couldn't have been. And but God gave me that word, and he's given me many other promises since that uh, I have realized at the time it seems so ludicrous. And then you look back and you think, wow, he knew what he was talking about. And and he is faithful, even sometimes when we don't believe him, when we should, he remains faithful. So, um... So seven months after meeting Douglas, and uh, I got Jessica and Douglas to meet each other for the first time, which wanted to make sure it was going to be serious, and we were going to stay together, so they met each other. I was so scared. But, but God was there, and, and he knew that, that they were going to be the start of a really fantastic relationship together. And so two years after that, Douglas and I got married. Now, at the age of five, Jessica's a character all through her whole life. <laughs> we're very similar. Yes. You should see us work together. We work together. It's such a blessing, and we're so much like each other. It's scary. Um, so at the age of Jessica, at the age of five, Jessica said to me, okay, you married my daddy, and then you left him, and now you're married dad. When are you going to leave him? <laughs> She's always been like that, yeah. And my answer was that God put us together, and when God put us together, we made a commitment. We were never going to leave each other. No matter how difficult this has been, I have stood by him. <laughs> I've been slightly difficult myself, of course, from time to time. <laughs> um, but what happened, really, was that we started to teach Jessica God's ways. And, and yes, I would sing to her every night God's songs, <laughs> and I would pray over her constantly. I would pray over her children that she had at school with her, and all the difficulties that she was going through. Um, Douglas so taught her how to ride a bike, how to drive a car, and really how to be a good dad and how to be a great husband. And in Proverbs 22, it starts children off in where they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And Jessica and I have had many times when we prayed together through a lot of difficulties. Uh, she took her easy time at school. She was quite a character at school and uh, <laughs> slightly rebellious. <laughs> and was, um, it wasn't quite expelled where you died from last in college, but, um, <laughs> but you left anyway because before they could expel you, you decided you wanted to leave. <laughs> um, and, and then she went to daddy for a little while because she rebelled against money because I was quite a strong character and she wanted to build her own life and her own character, which is quite right. We need to let our children do that. We need to let them find out who they are and not just be a carbon copy of us. Gonna, as you say, they're going to know in their own hearts what their relationship with God is and who they are. And so whilst it was a tough time, it was a good time for, for her to find herself. She came back again, of course. Um, now, Douglas also had two children from previous marriage. You're really blessed. Great family, great marriage. And, and even though you weren't brought up in a Christian family, as I wasn't, I didn't actually have a, a Christian marriage in my first one. Um, so then I got married and, uh, uh, to Douglas. And so our children, Douglas had two children from his previous marriage and I had Jessica from my previous marriage. They had that mess to walk through as well. You know, that, that's tough on them, but God knew that. And, and he knew that we would need lots of miracles <laughs> and he really did provide them. Um, last weekend when we were here, I did my normal makeup and stuff, came to church and then bawled my eyes out and had mascara everywhere. And that was over our son Henry. So um, Henry is from Douglas's previous marriage. Um, he 
suddenly turned up on our doorstep at the age of 11. We weren't allowed to see him. She, his mother wouldn't let us see the children. He suddenly turned up on the doorstep one day and said, Mum can't cope with me anymore. I'm yours now. So um, very quickly overcame that shock and got him into Lansing College, which wasn't, wasn't easy either. Um, and everything was going great until Danielle, his sister, was jealous that he was living with us. And she, she, tried, to, um, she tried to get him back again. Uh, to the point where we all went on holiday with Danielle as well and uh, came off the, uh, landed on the plane and <laughs> I was arrested off the plane. Now, Danielle and, and her mother were, were told to... Um, sorry, can anyone, can anyone hear me okay? Yeah. They were told to, um, you know, obviously not waste police time, etc. But there were some tough times that we went through. And, and we, were, we were building a relationship. There was, you know, we were moving forward in, in God's plans and purposes and, and everything was great until one day again, his mother turned up from school and kidnapped him from school and took him away. Now, we went to court and we won and we thought Henry would come back and he didn't. And I was so angry at God. I, I walked around the garden shouting and screaming at God. How could he do this? I couldn't understand it. Anyway, so then we found out that he got his girlfriend pregnant, he got married, they had another baby, he had a nervous breakdown, and oh, just, I mean, this is a good story, by the way, it's a happy Mother's Day story. <laughs> it might not sound like it, but it is. And it is good, because the reason why I cried last weekend is because Henry's coming back to us again. So he, over the last year, when he's been recuperating, we've been building a relationship with him again, and he comes back to us next, next weekend. And, um, and then he comes to work with us on Monday. And Douglas is dreading this a little bit. <laughs> um, but what a blessing. So he's coming back to live with us. He's got a bungalow in the gardens living, and he's coming to work with us. And we'll be picking him up every morning, like we pick Jessica up every morning. And it will be yak, 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 all the way to Portsmouth in the car in the morning, as usual. But now with Henry as well. What an amazing blessing that is. So we've been through many things over the years. Um, but God... God said, you know, her children will arise and call her blessed. And it couldn't have been further from the truth you really felt over the years. God's gave me promises. Where are those promises? Why is Henry not here? What's going on with Jessica? All these things going on. And now I look at our lives. And Danielle, the one that was jealous, she absolutely loves us now. Great relationship. All of her children, all of them have called me blessed. And her husband also, he praises her. Now, Daniel, I, I know you asked me to talk about something completely different, <laughs> which, I, which I haven't done, <laughs> about being mother in the workplace. I've got 40 staff, and I feel like I'm a mother to all the staff. They come in with daily with their problems. None of them are believers. They ask me for prayer, hugs. You have to discipline them. It's just like having children, and I've got a lot of them. And I was going to talk about that, but given last weekend with, with Henry coming back, I couldn't help but talk about how faithful God is in spite of the circumstances looking ridiculous. And, and I thought I'd leave with this. Uh, is it all right if I leave in a minute? Okay. <laughs> Titus 2.3. So, sorry, just before I go into that. So when preparing for this then, um, and I look back over the Proverbs that I was given when I was baptized. It's in a frame. Douglas cleaned it for me yesterday. It got a bit dirty. And I read through it again, and, and it said on there, her husband also, he praises her. Now, as daughters of God, we, we know that all glory goes to Jesus. And I have seen times when 
um, a husband praises the wife and the wife gets all embarrassed and says, oh, no, no, it's all in God's strength. It's all about God. It says in this proverb, and her husband also, he praises her. And we have to accept the praise when our husband gives it to us. Because it is tough being a mum <laughs> and a wife sometimes. <laughs> but what a blessing it is to, to have that as well. So Titus 2, 3 to 5. Older women, likewise, to be reverent in behavior. Not slanderers or slaves too much wine. <laughs> Still teaching my daughter, you see. <laughs> I need to do it a little bit more by example on that one. <laughs> they are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home. That's an interesting one. We work together. To be kind. My daughter is so kind. I was just saying to her yesterday that she went out of her way to do a, go to a leaving do, which was completely inconvenient for her. She doesn't work from work on a Friday. We give her the ability to work from home so she doesn't have to put up with working with her parents five days a week. And she drove all the way from home, Chichester, to Portsmouth to go to this leaving do of somebody who's actually really not been very nice to her. And that's the character of our daughter when we bring them up in a godly manner. She's going really red now. So to be kind and submissive to their own husbands, how important it is that we let our husbands be the men so that we can be the wives and so that we can be great mothers to our children. That the way, word of God may not be reviled. What an amazing word. So thank you for listening and thank you, God, for just turning one mess of a life into an amazing family only through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Thank you. Thank you. So on your uh, cards, just write down what has God been saying to you through this um, message. All right, I hope you all got something from it. I see some of you are still talking. You can continue that talk in about five, ten minutes. Um, but um, I thought it would be good to round this time up. Um, we've got a video for us women. And I know men, you think, oh, I, I've, I'm leaving. I get left out now. Well, you not get left out, okay? So um, we're going to, if you all want to stand up, and I want all the women to come forward. Every lady. And you can look at the screen. Look at the screen. Okay, every lady is at the front. Oh, hold on one second. Is that okay? Um, you just need to receive this video. If you're a mum, if you are not a mum, older, younger, whatever, just open your heart and receive this video. The man behind, just pray for the woman in front of you, okay? And you can also receive it for yourself because it's also for you. So, yeah, you can receive it. Amen. Amen. Just want you to just close your eyes. And just 
breathe in this word who you are who God has set you said that you are you are awesome you're powerful you're strong you're unique just start to thank him for who he has made you to be thank you father thank you father thank you father Thank you that we are chosen and accepted by you. You want us to arise in that calling, in who you say we are. We are strong. We are unique. We are accepted. And that's how you want us to live. Not as somebody in a corner. But you want us to arise. He's calling you. He's calling each one of us to arise. Whether you're a woman or a man, He wants you to arise. He wants you to live in that who He says you are. Let the devil not say something else. He is under your feet. He is defeated. And you are victorious. Can you tell yourself, I am victorious say it together I am victorious I am unique amen I am powerful I am strong I am alive I am who he says I am are you free I am free. I am free. You are free. We are free. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just give him a shout of a shouting. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.